once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. Matt, you can find on Twitter at Horizon Matt. You can follow us on Twitter as well at Horizon RT. You can follow us on the website HorizonRoundtable.com and at Facebook at Horizon Roundtable. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And Matt, um, wow, Bob, you know what's great? We get to talk basketball a little bit. Like, I mean, like teams I, play it's, basketball. It's like somebody opened up the fire hose. <laughs> It's like, for I mean, we spent like eight months doing absolutely nothing, but you know, to to this moment, and then whoosh. And I say nothing as if we didn't. We sat around and picked our noses all day. We did not do that, obviously. But man, just whoosh. So, That's, but it's a weird fire. Like it's water, but then every once in a while it comes out like sewage. Like the fire hose is open, oh, but I'm not sure you want yeah. to be, like drinking I mean, it. But yeah, it's open. It is. It is crazy how everything is fine we're we're finally getting to a point where all the horizon team league teams have played at least one game iupui and milwaukee have not yet but we're getting to that point um they're we'll just saving talk- their energy they're saving their energy um it's interesting that iupui has not now milwaukee obviously had had the issue with the quarantine so their whole thing was kind of put on hold at least until the 11th which is when they're scheduled to play again and we haven't seen Youngstown State yet either. It's crazy. And yeah. I mean, we just now saw uh, Robert Morris finally play a game against Point Park. That's actually the non D1 school they were supposed to start off to see with anyway, like three, two and a half weeks ago. Better late than never. Um, it, was, it was nice to see them on the floor, though. You know, like I'll take the the varsity versus JV scrimmage game. Like no problem. Just get yeah, out there right now. But uh, but I'm 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 and this actually is a theme that I'd like to you know kind of touch on in this episode because they actually scheduling that game I think might have been more of the right move than uh, might have been a, the right move because if you look at the and I'm gonna compare these two just because of the way they played their first games, Wright State and Cleveland State. The, the, the theme was the same, and correct me if I'm wrong, the theme was the same. They came out very strong in the first half. They did very well in the second half, and then the, um, the first half. And then the second half, they kind of petered out and then ended up losing the game in both cases. Um, obviously, Wright State came back and conv- won convincingly against Miami. We'll see. Uh, uh, we're recording this on sun- uh, Sunday before the Cleveland State Ohio game, so we're not going to have the uh, result. We're not going to know about that until after we posted this. But uh, be sure to uh, go on HorizonRoundtable.com. Al Quaid will have a recap of both this game and the first game against Toledo. But man, I also want to say I've been really enjoying the Horizon Mac or the Horizon Mac challenge that that has broken out this year. I mean, we they always have a bunch of these games, it, but man. Well, that's the thing, though. This has happened every – everybody seems to – and everybody keeps pushing these challenges and so on and so forth. But if we're being honest, no Horizon team is playing less than three MAC teams every single season. It seems like it, at least. Right. I mean, if you if you are a, if you are a, a Horizon League team that resides in Ohio, Michigan, or – Indiana or Kentucky, heck, even, you know, basically anywhere not Wisconsin at this point, you're, there's a good chance you're playing at least three MAC teams. <laughs> you, I mean, the only team that's not really right now is Oakland, and they're too busy playing every Power Five 
team that's eligible to play games right now, apparently. So they're literally the only ones. Yeah, you are correct. And yeah, and again, Detroit Mercy added on Western Michigan. So hey, another max goal. There you go. Right. Cleveland State. I'm, I'm all about it. It's been it's been they've been good games too for the most part. Very entertaining and. I would wish they would win more games. That would be nice because it seems that they don't that you know we're not doing that very much. But you know it's whatever. <laughs> right. I mean that that's kind of the sti- that's kind of the sticking point, if you will. That that the non conference has not been kind to the Horizon League. I mean, take the bye games out, and we got a bunch of them, you know, especially on the Oakland side. It it hasn't been a very good. It hasn't been very good. Um, and it's you know, we could chalk it up to rust and whatever, but you know these teams are rusty too. So I don't know. It, it's one of those crazy and Wright State especially. Um, now Wright State, of course, um, as I understand it, they got off protocol. Uh, they got off their quarantine protocol. They practiced for two days and then went to go play a game, which right. you know, which it would explain why you know they got out to the high, they got out to a fast start in the first half and then kind of petered out in the second half. And you know, I, it, it seems to me that one is an outlier, especially considering how they came back in how they fared against Miami of Ohio, specifically in the second half where they just you know blew the doors off of them. Yeah, they. So, I mean, they they put a they put a hurt on them in that second half. There, they you know they they outscored them by eighteen in the second half. So I mean, that's that's really correcting problems from their first game and doing what they're supposed to do. It really does. And here's the other thing too, and this is the scary part too, and especially you know if you have a team without size, we'll talk about this later. Like I don't know, Green Bay. I'm. I don't want to play. I don't want to play Wright State because they are. If you've seen, if you've seen some of the rotations they had, they played. Wright State did. They had times where you had Loudon Love on the floor. You had times where you had Grant Basili on the floor, and then you had times when you had both of them on the floor. And I, I gotta say, uh, the game against Miami Ohio, Grant Basili did outstanding. He was all over Great. the place. Um, and, and, you know, it almost made you think forget that Loudon Love's even on the team, which is crazy. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about like the preseason said, it, player it of the, the year. Here, here Grant Basili is. <laughs> it was but the yeah, power of the break. That's true. And I think we really underestimate uh, – I don't think we really underestimated, but um, obviously with Wright State, Tim Finke is a huge part of this. He um, looked great. Uh, he, I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Trey Calvin is really start, you know, has really emerged as the guy. I mean, he's the guy. You know, the, the two first two games, he's been all over the place, um, which is ironic because you know he's one of the people we didn't have as a breakout player, and here he is just breaking out. <laughs> yeah, and he is a ma- He's going to be a major part of this group. I mean, it looks so obvious at this point. So, um, if you're looking at and you know. I'm not saying that, you know, we're going to get to a point where Wright State is going to be, you know, I'm not really even sure who they're playing again. And by the way, this is not just Wright State. This is literally everybody. (laughs) I mean, starting at the beginning of the week, we were getting, you know, reports and everything of teams playing other teams and then not playing other teams. It, it, it It has been insane. It has been absolutely crazy. Like, for example, Dayton, at the beginning of last week, there was a report that Dayton was working on a game with Northern Kentucky. And then somehow that didn't work out. 
And then Purdue-Fort Wayne came in, and then they're playing them. And then Purdue-Fort Wayne had to shut down because of the COVID protocol. And magically, Northern Kentucky is back. And they're playing on the they're playing on the eighth. <laughs> I think what we're seeing is we're seeing teams that are willing to just do what they have to do to yeah. get on the floor, and they just don't care. And I think maybe if we can keep that going in the future when things aren't hopefully as crazy, that could be really good overall. I don't want to not to twist the knife in, but twice twist the knife in further. But notice who Dayton didn't ask to, to come in. To, well, you know, exactly. I mean, I mean, that is such bullshit. You're sitting there. You guys are that close. Dayton and Wright State. I don't know the whole story behind the Wright State Dayton kind of you know division, but it's such bullshit, guys. Come on. I You're mean, not, yo. I'm sorry. Dayton isn't so great that they they can consistently avoid Wright State all the time. Yeah, you had Obi Toppin last year. You're awesome. Whoop de damn do. Go play Wright State already. Come on. This is stupid. And you know, Michigan State has has not played Detroit Mercy for many years, and part of it was because Detroit Mercy had a lot of success early in Tom Izzo's career against that them. Is- but you know what? In a, in a year where things are just get get games together, they went in there and they played. And Detroit Mercy, man, they almost did it again. That is true. That is true. I think you know, you know, you know how we say one see one game a season does not make. I will say this though, and this is important. You know, no matter what happens with you know the rest of the non conference, and obviously they're playing Notre Dame, they're playing Western Michigan, and then they jump at the conference season. I think Antoine Davis found this some other people. Well, surprisingly, he seemed to find his some other people, and none of them were the, the people down low that I personally expected to make the difference. Well, for. no. Yeah, because I think Torian Thompson did not play very much at all. I think he played um, like a minute. Maybe. Uh, Chris Brandon didn't play. He was out. That with a wrist uh, injury we've heard. No water, uh, Noah Waterman is still not eligible. Despite what Tony told us a week ago, Tony, come on. <laughs> um, but beyond that, though, you had two guys that I thought, you know, really stood out to me. And one of them was absolutely Matt Johnson. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Just absolutely. When when Antoine wasn't on the floor and Antoine, you know, there were there were sort of spots when he wasn't on the floor, but not is that, many. Is that, a, is that a thing? <laughs> that, that that better be a thing, the way that this season's going. But yeah, I mean, Matt Johnson really picked up the pace. He really did. And the other one that I what I would have that I was pleasantly surprised by was Bull Cool. He actually he's a he is he's a fiery dude. <laughs> Yeah, and, he, he had some energy in that game for sure. I mean, for someone, it's not like, you know, he's a Michigan product that had something invested in this Michigan State team and, you know, he's known these guys for years. No, he's, he just wanted to play play basketball and win for his team. Yeah, now, unfortunately, he fouled out. But, man, he was all over the place. He was fired up the whole game, which is, you know, again, a thing that Detroit Mercy needs. Absolutely. Um, and there's one other player, and I, I, I God, I, it's it, Willie Isiani. I mean, I don't think he left the floor. <laughs> he played uh, 31 minutes until he fouled out. Yeah. Until he fouled out, yeah, which is insane. I mean, and I know why he was on the floor because he was playing. De- he was just defending the crap out of Michigan State last. Well, night. and they were down so many bigs, like he had he had to be their big. And he was. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're so used to him chucking threes and more than likely never making them. But yeah, that's what he did. I mean, he went one for five. He he still did that too, but not to the the Antoine Davis oh of nine from three uh, problem. Yeah, um, I I think that is still kind of the challenge that Detroit Mercy needs that needs to address is that you still have a situation where Antoine Davis is still putting up way too many shots, way too many shots. Yeah, twenty six on the day. 26 on the day, and I think we we uh, we always talk about this. You know, if you you if Antoine's shooting 25 or more, the 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 likelihood of Detroit Mercy winning goes down exponentially. Yeah, and I think that's important because that is something they need to address, and they have, and if we're being honest, they have other scorers on this team now. You know, they did, and it's funny because. You have a situation where it's like, didn't they have it last year? But you know, I think I think Mike Davis made it abundantly clear last year that no, they didn't. <laughs> so this is these are his guys. I mean, and that's the, there's no way around it. And his guys are really stepped up after now, one game. I mean, I'm not I'm not now, too crazy now, over one game though. Now does again going back to does this translate into the into the conference season? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, and I think that's something that we need to keep in mind. And also, too, how is the lack of games? And we're going to run into this with Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne is in deep trouble just because we've seen what happened with the la- with the long extended layoff and not being able to practice. Mm-hmm. We've seen what happens there. And now Fort Wayne is in this, and it's very likely that they're not going to play another game until the uh, until the conference season starts. It's very likely that that's not the case. That that's the case, and if that is the case, then they're going to have some issues. Um, well, not only that, the one game they played didn't go. I mean, they took to take Southeast Louisiana in overtime, and uh, Godfrey. We don't even know what the situation there is. If he's that is exactly you know, we have, we that's have no. Yeah, that's going to be a big thing because we don't know we don't know what's going on with Jared Godfrey. Jared Godfrey, of course, is their leading scorer from last year, and we didn't see him at all against Southeast Louisiana. Which, by the way, I had to look up to see if it was even a Division One team. I mean, but Godfrey played a, a few minutes in that game, didn't he? Not so. I so he got hurt yeah, somewhere in that game. Yeah, he, he played in the first half, and then he didn't. He wasn't there in the second half. Yeah. So, yeah, so and maybe that's a blessing in disguise that they have this extended layoff so they can get him right. But at the same time, nobody else is practicing. So that's going to be a major issue. And at the very, if we can, you know, at the very least, you know, Youngstown State is laid off right now. Milwaukee's laid off right now. At least we know, at least, you know, at least we know Milwaukee's going to be playing next week. There's it's looking like Youngstown State is trying to, you know, schedule games so they can play in the next couple of weeks before the, at the very least before conference starts. Mm-hmm. So it is going to be a very, and by the way, we're still not, I don't think we're done adding games yet. It's very I, possible. I don't think, I really don't think we're done adding games. <laughs> I mean, we have this, um, we have this entire strip. There are, there are whole teams that have a game in the next couple of days and then don't have anything else. Like for example, Cleveland state is playing, and then you don't play anybody, you know, theoretically until the beginning of the conference schedule. Now, do they? Does that continue? I doubt it. There's been, you know, there there's this long-standing rumor they're going to go down to Ohio State and play. 
I'm wondering on the 13th. I'm wondering if that's going to happen. Maybe, well, I, maybe not. I feel like you know a team like Cleveland State's kind of got this, got got it in a good spot because they've got this layoff layover in case there was a COVID problem. But if everything's yeah. good, they've got the ability to schedule these rain, you know, these these quick games of you know an Ohio State or something where it's like, hey, we're right there. Let's play a game. Let's get some refs and let's do this. Oh, and in the case of Cleveland State, I would really want them to do that. <laughs> Um, and, and not to, if for no other well if for no other reason is they are you know Dennis Gates is not afraid of like running like 11 12 guys out there he did it against Toledo I, he will probably do it against Ohio and you still don't have Al Eichelberger right yet because he hurt his ankle um, so I mean he's gonna he is going to hit we we kind of see what he is doing in terms of how he's doing things rotationally. And I mean, maybe that's the way to go, but I think the big thing that he, the issue that he had against Toledo is they just, they just kind of ran out of gas. And I, there were a couple of calls there that were kind of questionable. I mean, there was that one out of bounds that was clearly out of bounds on Toledo that they didn't call, which probably was a game changer. The double dribble with a minute left. Really? And they're only down by two. I'm going to take and, your word for all these because I'm and, I'm not going to tell you that I was watching this game as closely. You as You know were. what? But bottom line, you know what? I, I've I've said this many times. And I'm not the only. I'm sure I've ripped this off of somebody years ago. Don't le- don't let it get so close that the refs are deciding the game. Never. Ever. Don't do that. Don't do that. Make you know leave no doubt. So, um, it, it's interesting that they would. Uh, so I would expect more of a rotational, more, even more um, kind of rotational changes for Cleveland State. You didn't see Franklin Penn or Demoy Hodge play against Toledo, and they're practicing. So I expect them to, you know, get some minutes in. And, you know, you're talking about Demoy Hodge, which is easily one of the best Juco guys coming out. So I, we, I wonder we know why he didn't play. Did that no. come up? Okay. You know what? And I, I, I'm thinking though, and maybe this is you know maybe this might be it, and maybe he kind of because of the way that the conference schedule is being shaped up is that because they're doing the back to back games, maybe they're gonna run these guys out. Set, they're gonna run one set of guys out first day, one guy one set of guys out second day. I don't know. Crazy, but it you know <laughs> you never know. You got that many guys who can play. I mean. Why the hell not? Right. You know, another thing with this conference in general um, to kind of keep an eye on in Cleveland State's example is there's there's an injury bug going on. You know, we, you talked about Al Eichelberger, um, Amari Davis um, in last night's loss. He, yeah. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. Rashad's dealing with a shoulder injury. Uh, Godfrey, you know, there, there's, there's some injury stuff happening through all this, too. And one has to wonder if some of that might come with the lack of practice these guys are getting. It could be. It could be. I mean, you you see this all over. The, you, you see this not just here, but you see this, you know, professionally as well. So it do, it's not that surprising. But, man, it is going to be interesting to see how everything shakes out when we move into the conference schedule. And, you know, and I'm glad you brought up Amari Davis because, man, I, I don't know. I, it's going to be an interesting season for Green Bay. Now, Mari Davis, without a doubt, you know, when he's when he's fully healthy, you know, we saw it against Eastern Illinois. He is he is definitely, you know, their guy. He is definitely a top player in the Horizon League. The problem with Green Bay, though, 
And we saw this against Eastern Illinois. We definitely saw it against Wisconsin. Wisconsin, who basically churns out big guys left and right without any thought of it. If they run into any size Green Bay does, they're in trouble. They're in a lot of trouble because they don't have the size. I watched way too much Green Bay basketball yesterday thanks to the double overtime game that that turned into. And uh, I I was, you know, and this is going to sound like me just ripping on Green Bay, and it's not. But um, not only were they having the issue with with size, and at some point you can't overcome that, but they did not – seem well prepared and that comes back to coaching even to um they had a chance to win it in the first overtime and mm-hmm. the play that they ran just turned into a broken down iso out of a timeout and that you can't and, have that and mri davis shooting a three-pointer and we didn't know if he was right then or not <laughs> and it, so it wasn't was... even close like like how how is that what you drop and out of a first year coach i want to see something more cohesive than that and again for, for me I see that and I go, okay, hold on. Is Will Ryan struggling? Is the team just still struggling to put, you know, things together with it? Like, how do, how do how do you end up in that situation with the game on the line? And that well, what- here's the other thing too. In the double over, remember the double overtime? They shot a three. They shot an. They were up by one point and they shot this inexplicable three pointer. And I'm not even sure why they did it. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know, they they had they had the lead. They you know they they had the opportunity to eat clock, and they didn't do it. And they just, you know, they just, you know, they attacked and just shot a shot up a questionable shot, and then Eastern Illinois comes in and uh, their big guy Friday was just basically just he was abusing them. He he's came not, off the bench too. I mean, yeah, they, they realized they had a really, matchup. And again, and he doesn't look like he's that big a guy, but he was big enough to basically dominate the paint mm-hmm. and. And, and I believe I and I, I believe I tweeted this out on the on the uh, podcast account is that if Green Bay and I, I reiterate this if Green Bay is faces even a little bit of size they're in trouble which means holy cow that's a lot of places that are going to be in trouble I you mean know, the- Green you know Wright State get out of here Cleveland State probably not. I mean, UIC, pfft, no way. Not what that they, they got going on. You know, Youngstown State, you know, Miles Bohan is going to run all over them. And that's a problem for them. I think the lack of size is going to be a major problem for Green Bay moving forward. The good news for Green Bay is Eastern Illinois is not a bad team. They, they lost by yeah. 10 to Wisconsin. Um, they, they lost by quite a bit to Marquette. But, um, and then they, they almost got, they almost picked off Dayton, too. So, you know, it's not like Eastern Illinois is a bad team. It's not a bad loss, but actually watching that game, I'm more concerned about what I was watching than the outcome. You yeah, know? the 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 finishing at the at the end of the both overtimes was a major issue. It really was. And I think that's something they're going to have to they, they have to address that. There's no doubt about it. I under, I understand that there this was the first game where they were actually close because obviously they weren't close in the first two games. But man, they are gonna have to. They are definitely gonna have to figure out, you know, how to fit, how to close out games. Mm-hmm. They're absolutely gonna have to do that. Speaking of UIC, um, UIC Were had we? the first. Yeah, yeah, well, a little bit, yes. Um, I like, uh, man, I, I I can't help but be impressed with what they're doing over there. 
I mean, yeah, the yeah that Ball State game ended kind of badly. Um, they they couldn't close that one out. Um, also, the fact that they were down by what 15 points at one point. Yeah. Um, they really need to stop doing that because this is the second time they've done that. But man, I gotta say the what they have, you know, what Luke Yaklich has brought in, who he's brought in. Absolutely, without a doubt, we we talked so much about in, in over the years about how UIC has kind of been stuck in this kind of you know medio mediocre kind of stage. I mean, they're better than they were when they were when they were kind of a doormat, but they never were able to get over the top. And in the first four games for UIC, I'm starting to see. Yeah, maybe we're going to finally see them get over the top. Maybe not this year, but definitely next year. They they look good. Again, I, I'm just like you were saying, I'm cautious because it's not the first time we've ever said UIC looks good because they often do, but they look good. I mean, they lost that Ball State game not it, for a lot of different reasons, but Kirk can't turn over the ball seven times. When, no. when that's your main that's your main guy. Like you can't you just can't have seven turnovers and you're going to have yeah. those games and We've seen him play well this year, so you know you, you knock yeah. it up, you chop, you say, okay, yep, learning experience, get better. But otherwise, they look good. I mean, I, I the other problem, it out the, and the other problem that UIC had is the fact that um, both Braylon Bridges and Michael Diggins fouled out way too early in that game. Yes, and that was a that was a killer. They didn't I was just going to say, I, I tweeted it out. Michael Diggins is my favorite player in the Horizon League, and I've decided that. I there love his go. game. Um, I mean, they threw quite a few alley oops to him. That 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 dude has to have the highest jump in the horizon, and I sure. think UIC is going to continue to to exploit that, where they can yeah. just lob it up there and let him go get it. Exactly. And, and I don't know and, too many things that really can stop should. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you got you got him, and you got Braylon Bridges in that in that front court. They're going to be a problem <laughs> for a lot of teams in this conference. Their They're athleticism is beyond anybody else that we've seen. You know, I, I I can't say that, you know, with Youngstown or IUPUI at this point because we haven't seen them. But of all the teams I've watched in the league, the athleticism for UIC, I think, is definitely tops. And that's that's a factor. I think the big thing for the, again, the big challenges for them are going to be better, uh, better ball control, especially Tavion Kirk. Um, I think, in fact, I, apparently this isn't a this isn't a new problem for him because uh, I believe when I was watching the game, there was a graphic up about how many times he was uh, how many times he had uh, how many times he had committed six or more turnovers when he was at Ohio. Yeah. Didn't know that. That's <laughs> so really that's going to be something he needs. To, that's going to be something that that they need to need to work on, and the foul trouble because that's going to become an issue. It was an issue on Saturday. It's going to be an issue during the conference schedule. No doubt about it. Right. And especially in the front court. Yes, as 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 good and athletic as Michael Diggins and Braylon Bridges are, they got to stay on the court. And they're not going to be able to do that if they're you know in early foul trouble or they yeah. foul out at the end of the game. I think at least for well, really for both of them, it's a lot of it's trying to play defense, which is of course Yaklich's like calling card, and I think yeah. trying to get to alter shots, and I think they're just they're picking up fouls doing some of that, and it's for for good reason, you know. But you know, just trying to to balance out when when is that worth it for them? I mean, they didn't have, I mean, only uh, 
Bridges didn't have any, and Diggins only had one block. But I do remember, you know, altering quite a few shots and picking up the balls doing it. So one of the other things that benefits you, I see at this point in time, is the fact that they've been they've been actually able to play too. So that's helpful. They're four games in where some teams haven't even played a game yet. So that's going to be extremely beneficial for them. Playing games is good. It puts money in the pockets and teaches you about your team. Especially if you're a first-year coach, you know. Yeah. Especially if you're a Luke Yaklich who who needs that play, who needs that live game experience to get a gauge of who he's got on that team and what he needs to do to adjust it. I think he's got he's got four game he's got four games worth of data now at least, maybe more, depending on how everything goes in the next couple weeks. So you have to believe that he's going to be in a better position. He will probably be in a better position than a lot of the other teams, which is again, essential for him as a first year coach. Mm -hmm. So, um, and again, yeah, I mean, we're, yeah, if, and yeah, again, Indiana, you know, with IUPUI and Fort Wayne, we don't know what we're getting out of them. So we'll figure it. I'm sure we'll figure that out in a couple of weeks, but I have no idea. Yeah, now, Northern, Northern, yeah, you know. Northern Kentucky, on the other hand, that's an interesting one. Um, I wish yeah, they would have done better. He looks stupid. I wish they would have done better against Chattanooga. But if I remember, and by the way, um, I, and I tweeted this out too. Uh, two X Horizon League players on that team, Malachi Smith and Steph Kenich. And if I remember correctly, and I do remember this, Steph Kenich, when he was at Cleveland State, hounded, for whatever reason, there was there was a few games where Northern Kentucky could not figure that guy out. In fact, one of them was the 2018 Horizon League tournament, where he actually, he did outstanding, and that was, he was, he was an essential part of them upsetting Northern Kentucky in 2018. And I guess it shouldn't be a surprise that he's he with his previous knowledge of Northern Kentucky, even though it is Darren Horn as opposed to John Brannon, he was able to do very well again this time. I mean, he had like six but, assists. He's a big guy. He's got six assists. He definitely looked like the kind of piece that would have you know gone well for would've, Cleveland State last year. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I think the whole yeah, actually the 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 assist to turnover thing is a new thing for him because you know the first two years he was with. Uh, with Dennis Felton, that didn't work out so well. He was, yeah, the the, the turnovers were a big issue with him when he was at well, Cleveland State. Big, but obviously, it doesn't matter now. Bigs develop at the college level as they as they get older, and you know they've really grown into their body and figuring out you know what their role is. So it's not surprising, but yeah, he looked great against Northern Kentucky. But here I am talking about Steph Kenich, but in, you know, with Northern Kentucky, obviously the 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 foundation of that team is adrian nelson without a doubt and it's funny because last year we had one guy elijah goss from iupy was the only guy who averaged double digits and rebounds i think uh i think adrian nelson is uh is primed to do just that <laughs> yeah he's, him, he's, he's looking great i mean i i'm a little surprised and I, again i probably shouldn't be but it's my fault for sleeping in northern kentucky it's what i do it's not it's really not personal but i mean <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised to see him rebounding at the level he is, but but he is. Like, you know can't, what? Can't see, this, that. Is, this is why we got to start reading our own articles more often. <laughs> yeah, there's probably some. Because I swear to God, I swear to God, Kyle Craven, who actually posted this exclusive to Horizon Roundtable as opposed to his own site, Norse Report, about making the comparisons to Adrian Nelson's game to Dennis Rodman's game, 
and just you know, primarily the rebounding part of it. And Damophy wasn't close. Yeah, I mean, fact, I really it, thought this team would be all falter. As a matter of fact, I swear that I heard at least that comparison made at least once or twice during during Northern Kentucky broadcast this season. Kudos so. to Kyle. I mean, what what else do you say? I mean, he he he's he's spot on, and yeah. you know, just like UIC might make you look bad in your predictions. Uh, oh Northern yeah, Kentucky, Northern Kentucky's going to make my prediction look bad, and I'm comfortable with that. And someday Absolutely. I'll learn, you know, but. The yeah. team, this, I mean, again, the Chattanooga setback, okay, but overall, Northern Kentucky's looked pretty good. Uh, Warwick has it, been um, better than I was anticipating. Uh, Faulkner has been what we thought he would yeah. be. No, yeah, and Warwick is Warwick is freshman too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he he's basically for the in these first few games, he's he's kind of trying to stake his claim to freshman of the year. I think, near as I can tell, and I, I think he's making a pretty good damn, pretty damn good case for himself. At the moment, again, when we get into the conference season, we're going to see a lot more of the freshmen out there. Um, obviously, Cleveland State's got a couple. I mean, Jason Woodridge. I mean, he was shooting lights out against Toledo. We'll see if he can replicate that against Ohio. But you know, there are others out there that there. I mean, and I, I know we've talked about this multiple times, but you know, we we have more freshmen this year that I can actually recognize that are you know, viable candidates of freshman of the year or all freshman team than I than I was able to pick out last year. Yeah. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. Oak, Oakland has one that I, I mean, I wrote about it, but I'm, even I'm shocked at, at, at the level that uh, Trey Townsend's playing. Like, very unexpected. Yeah. I mean, again, yes, another good example. I mean, that is, that is what we're running. Is it, that's amazing that we have that level of, we're, we're, we're really finally stepping up our game in terms of the caliber of players we're getting into the conference. It's not the problem is, of course, it's not translating into wins. So and, you know, for some people, that's all that matters, apparently. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, I get it. I mean, I, I get the whole argument behind that. I like I winning. Mean, I like winning, too. I would like to do it a lot more often, especially, you know, especially against Todd Kowalczyk, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love beating Todd Kowalczyk, but that didn't happen. So I don't know why I don't have anything against Todd Kowalczyk. <laughs> Others might, but I, I don't know. Nope. Um, speaking of, by the way, and I got to bring this up speaking of people. Uh, and I know we brought this up. P, uh, speaking of people, nobody can seem to stand and I don't get it. I've never gotten it. I mean, I might have gotten it a long time ago, but I, I don't get it. Is 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 Wright State and their announced their announced team? Oh God, I, I am on that. <laughs> I, I am. I think I am captaining that ship right now. I think you are, and I and I don't know. I, I mean, and I and you're not alone. I know you're not. I mean, it is it is well. It is a well popular thing, especially their Cullen commentator Jim Brown. I don't see the problem. I okay I've, here. I listen intently too. All right, here's where that's I'm at. listening to him, and I'm thinking, "What are you guys talking about? I don't get it. I it, don't understand the problem. I don't understand the vitriol against this guy." They are my second least favorite announced team in all of sports. My least favorite announced team in sports 
is the University of Michigan radio broadcast for football. And it's because you have two homers up there who are ready to put on the pads and think that they are the answer. They say we and us all the time. I don't want that from radio or or any broadcast. I want it to be nonpartisan because a lot of times I'm watching someone else's broadcast. You know, when Oakland's at Wright State, I can listen to Neil Rule, which I enjoy, but I really prefer to watch it. And it's hard to line everything up. So I'll usually try to watch the, the other team's broadcast. I want it to be nonpartisan. I feel like when I watch a good broadcast, even if it's that team's broadcaster, you don't know necessarily, you know, who they're rooting for. I don't want to feel you rooting for your team and talking about us and, oh, that's a bad call for us. And I don't want any of that. And, oh, man, Wright State's, Wright State's team. It's not even fair. Wright State's team is not bad about that. Half their team is the worst about that. And the rest of the broadcast is really good. Um, their, their other guy, I, and I, I apologize, I forget Chris the name. Collins. Chris Collins. Chris yeah, Collins. He's great. And how he deals with, with, with Brown, I don't know because it it, it sucks because Brown's knowledgeable. I mean, if he could present it better, I oh. don't get it. I just, I don't hear. I, I don't, I don't, maybe, I, maybe it's because I don't hear what you guys hear, but I don't hear that. I mean, he was he was pretty, you know last yesterday's game he was pretty rough on the he was pretty rough on the right state too. So I mean, maybe he turned a new leaf. I didn't watch a ton of a ton of that game. I watched a, I, the opening for James I Beck, just, and that was about it. Yeah, I, was I mean, around. I just didn't hear it. I just don't hear it. And maybe he was better, maybe, but oh man, usually he's just. He's ready to. I mean, he's ready to play the three for sure. You know, he might be like a, a four. Like he's got some size to him, I think. But like, <laughs> he's he's ready to put the shorts on most of the time for Wright State. He's probably got the eligibility. He's an old guy, so that might be a very good look for him. But you know, <laughs> but I just, yeah, I mean, I I, 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 I gotta, I, I just gotta say, you know, I under, I hear your arguments, but this is one of those matter times where I we just gotta agree to disagree because I I just don't hear it. One of those times, I, I, I isn't that what we always do? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> They're very good at that. But yeah, I just I mean, I, I understand your 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 you know loathing of this, but I just don't hear it. I just don't. I when I hear him, I hear just another color commentary guy. That's it. No right. more no less. I mean, I really don't. So I mean that's that's kind of that's that's just what I do. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. But we'll yeah. see if you keep that opinion all season. Maybe, maybe I'll change. Like I said, maybe he's maybe he's backed off the us as a means. Kidding me? The... We're you know, and, and may and again maybe you know, I mean, come on, we we we're listening to like five. We're trying to you know split screen five different games right now, so it's insane. So I that mean, was a fun. It was a fun Saturday yesterday. I enjoyed it. Fun for you, man. That's a you know that's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of me not not paying attention to my family yesterday. So you know they love that. No, I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's like, wow, that's you know I got to take a step back on these things because I'm I got I I have terrible attention span. So this is this is in, this is not good for me. We had basketball literally all day yesterday. It was we did. Yeah. That is true. That is true. I mean, that's it. I was all a little leery about. Yeah, I mean, and we yeah again we're we're gonna have more basketball this week. So that's gonna be. And again, you know, like I said, open up, opening up the, uh, opening up the fire hose. Not sure if you're getting water all the time, but yes, opening up the fire hose. Um, speaking of that, let's get to, the, let's get, let's just go ahead and get Oakland out of the way. <laughs> I mean, last time we talked was on Sunday with Tony Paul, and that was before Oakland played Michigan, where they magically took them to overtime and almost won that, had a chance to win that game, and none of us saw that coming. Especially, no. I mean, weird. Weird situation. I, I'm still not sure how, but 
it's too bad they had a chance to win that game. And then, then they uh, turn around and go to Purdue and just get thumped. That was awesome. Well, that's always I, I I'm not surprised. Again, I've seen a lot of teams take some, you know take a a big game to to the wire and then turn around their next game and just get slapped. But then Oakland turned around yesterday and they, they hung with it, Oklahoma State. They and, did. I mean, that and, was the uh, number. Uh, if the, we're being honest, number one though, if if we're being honest though, if by they you mean Rashad Williams. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually exactly I mean, what I mean. If, nice if we're if we're being Rashad. honest here, it's it, it they is Rashad Williams. But it wasn't in the Michigan game. He he he. I don't think he barely played. I mean, he played a little bit, but he wasn't. He he didn't go off in the Michigan game. In the Oklahoma no. State game, he showed up. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, he what he ended up um, ten of twenty two, uh, ten, ten of twenty from three. Yeah. So for thirty points, like. Yeah. Okay. And and he looked like Rashad. We saw a little bit of the swagger. That shoulder's obviously getting better from him. So that yeah. was good to see. Um, the rest of the team, I mean, they 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 hung with him. I, as the an Oakland person, I'm not mad about how that game ended up. You know, they 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 hung in. Um, I've talked. I talked to. I mentioned earlier. You know, Trey Townsend, who was not brought in to be a big star. You yeah. know, as a freshman, but he had eight points and five rebounds against Oklahoma State. And I mean, he—I think he's six seven, six eight. Like he's—he's he's playing down low. He's doing doing what they're asking of him, and that's more than anyone probably would have thought at the beginning of the year. That's really good to see. Um, this this Oakland team is going to be probably zero and seven, as can't be predicted. Yeah. Come conference time, and I mean they're and, playing you know, Michigan State coming up, so that's going to be you know. Now again with Oakland, the the big glaring thing I saw, which is the same thing, is is actually the same thing, same issue that Green Bay has, and that's size. Absolutely, they, and Babatunde Sawumi just uh, entered the transfer portal. Not that he was playing much, but he was at least the threat of size for Oakland. That that by the way, that that hurts me a lot. By the way, because I was really hoping to see Babatunde Sawumi as a as as a contributor this year, and now he's leaving. So was Oakland. I, I, I can, you know, I talked about this in my article um, earlier this week, just a little bit. But uh, they were also hoping to see him, you know, be be a thing, and he had every opportunity to. But they said that the pandemic really hurt him most of anybody because he's played the least amount of basketball. He didn't start yeah. even playing basketball until he was older, um, coming from Nigeria. And you know, the the lack of being able to get in a gym this summer really set him back more than anybody else on that team. And you know, the opportunity was there to start, to grab minutes and all that, and he just wasn't able to capitalize on it. And I think, you know, he, he saw that, and now he's off to find somewhere else to hopefully develop him a little bit better yeah. at whatever level that means for him. Because, I mean, the size is definitely there. Um, yeah, and it sucks, but, you know? now, but again, the size, yeah, but again, now that you don't have that size, you're going to, you know, even, you know, he, he wasn't playing, obviously, but nope. you, I, I'm really... You know, he must have. Obviously, there may have been some, you know, issues with you know how he was able to adjust. But the the fact remains that Oakland does not. And this was so evident in the Oklahoma State game. I mean, it was well. I mean, I would I want to say it was magnified because it was Oklahoma State and the way they played. And and I gotta say, man, Kate Cunningham, there is a reason that kid is gonna, you know, one of the top prospect NBA prospects. And you, it, he, because he he sneaks up on you and just takes everything over, and that's exactly what he did against Oakland. He snuck up. It was, you know, he was quiet, and then whoosh, he yeah. ran, he, he ran all over them in the second half, and that's what that's what excellent players, outstanding players do, and that's what Kate Cunningham did. The he was that, come to him for sure. Oh, absolutely, and he was he was he was he was definitely in control in that game, but again. 
and, and again, just going, but again, the issue that they had, they, if Oakland could not, under any circumstances during that game, get anything inside at all. They just couldn't. I and, think and, and, and again, and again, I, I and again, I, I, I disclaimer this because of the fact that it's Oklahoma State. They they've got much more size than your regular run of the mill uh, Horizon League team. But at the same time, that's a that's got to be a red flag. Well, and I think it's not even necessarily height; it's strength. You know, Daniel yeah. Ladapo's down there, and he's 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 banging, he's doing the best he can, but he's not thick. He's not strong you know and and so when you're up against these power five teams he's struggling to to get things going and i think it'll be better against the horizon the other one um is is Jalen moore who you can see yeah. getting you know at all five eight of him or whatever he is he's, he's small and you see him though getting to the to the rim but not being able to finish with these big bodies of a power five but i think it'll be a little bit closer to what he's used to when he's in league and i think he'll be able to finish some of those drives and probably even you know go through the contact and, and get to the line as well in a way that he's not been able to so far and that might you know really open some things up for Oakland further well to your point of course then you know against maybe well against some of the Horizon League teams, that's not going to be an issue. But you go up against UIC, you go up against the right state where you know they have some prominent big guys in there, it's going to be a whole other story. And yep. that's going to be, you know, that that's definitely going to affect them. You know, and that's Unless, something we, we, we started talking about. I, I guess early. I probably should have checked to make sure that they're actually playing both of those two teams during that time. But, you know. Yes. Um, oops. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna hear about it later. I'm like you know they're not Oakland isn't playing one of no these Oakland teams. avoided IUPUI this year so oh okay oh, then I you know then what again Elijah Goss they would have had to go up against Elijah Goss and you know I don't know if you want to do that I know you guys didn't want to do it last year no well and you know like I said that's that's something you we had talked big, about you actually had big men last year. It's something we talked about getting into the season, though, was, you know, Oakland's going to try to to be up-tempo, and they're going to try to outrun and, and tire down these big guys because they know they can't, yeah. you know, match up with, with Loud and Love. So they, they want to they make him tired. They want to split up Love and Basili, not have them both on the floor at the same time. And it's just going to be two contrasting styles, and we're going to see, you know, who executes better on those days. Yeah, but if you take uh, the – in the case of Wright State, if you take what, the way they're working it rotationally, they – They'll put Basili on game on separately from from Love. They'll mm-hmm. do that, and they don't they don't have a problem doing it. And there's no drop off at all. Right. So they should be very concerned that even if they go with okay, hey, let's keep you know Loud and Love and my uh, and Grant Basili off of the you know off of the floor together. You still gotta put, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get hit with Rod and Love. You're still gonna get hit with Mike, uh, the, with uh, Grandpa Silly. So yeah, that's a problem. That's, yep, they're, they're and that's have just to run. that's just one example, obviously. But you know, you, I could bring up quite a few more. I mean, that's it's gotta be a problem. It's gotta be a yep. problem for them. And I, I don't know, I don't know if they, you know, and, and it, then it's gonna come down to their perimeter shooting. And you can't, I I cannot expect. I, I know I know Rashad Williams would love to chuck a, to throw you know shoot a high volume of three pointers every game. You should not expect that to happen. That should not be the expectation and the game plan. But but it's going to be, and that's that's that that's part of an Oakland plan. That's not Rashad freelancing, or that's not scrapping anything. That's that's what this team used to be years ago, and that's who they're going to be again. 
Yeah, but when man, but yeah, but we saw that last year again with IUPUI, where you had two guys who were major shooters. You had Manette and you had Marcus Burke, and how how that end up for them? Absolutely. So you know, I'm not saying it's going to go well, but what we've seen from Oakland in this now 0 and 6, probably soon to be 0 and 7 start, is we've seen some glimpses of why why they could be very very good in the Horizon League, and we've seen some reasons why. They could be, you know, bottom three, bottom four, too. You know, we'll see what camp he's able to put together. Yeah, I, I don't. By the way, I do not envy John Parker, who's putting up the uh, week two power rankings. So he's already, he's already like, I got, I'm blowing this up already. He week two, not <laughs> for his own sake. So yeah, so that's gonna wrap it up for us. And by the way, again, the power rankings are coming out horizonaroundtable.com. Come out every Monday through hell or high water. I, I don't know how John does it. <laughs> With tears in his eyes. With tears in his eyes, weeping weeping uncontrollably, like, I can't do this anymore. I can't keep rank, trying to rank three how through you, nine. How do losses versus we can't plays versus battling? I don't know. Good oh, no, no. I Actually, I like what he did with the people who haven't played yet. He just doesn't even rank them. He's like, screw right. it. I'm not going to rank them. Um... But yeah, HorizonRoundTable.com, what's where you can find uh, our Power Rankings, our articles, and all of our podcast episodes, every last one of them. And again, we're wherever podcasts are found. I know we're, um, it has come to my attention, we have once again run into an issue with uh, Google Podcasts again, so I got to work on that again. I don't know, something about their feed, it's just so stupid, I got to figure it out. But yes, everywhere else, be sure to subscribe and of course, you can pull this up on our Amazon and Google devices next week. Of course, we're going to be doing more of the same, and we may actually have more teams to talk about. So until that point in time, thank you for listening.